We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Monday, October the 19th, 2020. On today's show, we did it, folks. Gamecocks beat Auburn for the first time since 1933. I'll break it all down, talk about my reactions, my takeaways from South Carolina's 30-22 win. By the way, guys, before we get into everything, this show brought to you by J.C. Horn. This is officially the J.C. Horn podcast here on a Monday. But, yeah, like I said, we'll talk about the game. The Gamecocks getting a huge home win. And now, what does South Carolina do with this? How does this impact the rest of their season moving forward? I'll talk about the game, break it all down. And it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention other companies can't offer because they're just too busy. They're too busy maintaining their trucks and they're profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Service is the key word here to focus on. Service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the rest. So guys, they're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company and they're employee-owned co-op. Their movers are paid twice the industry average. So you know that everyone on the crew is just as invested in the success of the project as you are. They have dedicated professional crew members and they also offer black glove service, guys. There's a difference. Black glove service, they offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging for special items and cleaning services as well. Also, just to kicker, they were founded by Greenville natives and University of South Carolina alumni. So shout out to those guys. I know they're excited. They're fired up, fired up like we all are here on a Monday after that game Saturday. But yeah, founded by Greenville Natives, University of South Carolina alumni. They offer 20 years of project management and moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply don't have the skills for. Guys, if you want to go check them out, and again, we're all about Gamecocks supporting Gamecocks here, right? We're all about Gamecocks helping each other out. If you're in the upstate or really across the state of South Carolina, Upstate Movers Group is the way to go. You can check them out at upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Go check them out, guys. Go holler them and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. Up show as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We have got a packed show, guys. I'm fired up. These 
You know, like Will Muschamp said last week, the food just tastes a little better. Your wife likes you more. Your girlfriend likes you more if you got one. These shows are a little bit more fun. They're a lot more fun after the Gamecocks get a huge W like they did on Saturday, beating the 15th-ranked Auburn Tigers. Guys, again, appreciate you all tuning in. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. If you're listening to this podcast, I know you had a great weekend. I'm recording this before the Braves play Sunday night, by the way. So game seven, you guys will know what happened. Hopefully, the Braves can also punch their ticket to the World Series. But overall, hell of a weekend. Appreciate you guys tuning in here on a Monday, whether you're on the way to work, you're in the in the office or whatever you're doing. Maybe you're off today. I don't know. Maybe you're still hungover from Saturday. I don't know what it is. Maybe you drank too much whiskey, champagne, whatever. Um, not really telling on myself, but it is what it is. But either way, guys, appreciate you all tuning in here on a Monday. We got a lot to get to, a lot to talk about, because again, that game, there were so many different things in that game I want to break down, I want to get to, but overall, it feels good to be talking to you all here on a victory Monday as the Gamecocks get back to 500, get to two and two. Before we dive into everything, a couple housekeeping items as always, guys, first things first, if you have not done so, click the pause button, take five seconds out of your day, go leave, your, go leave a review, whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, leave your thoughts, your feedback, if there's things that you like, hey, if there's things you don't like, if you want to hear more of, less of, whatever, that is going to be the place to do it, guys. We are creeping slowly but surely, getting closer and closer to 400 reviews. I want to hit 500 by the end of the season. So, again, if you have not done so, hit that pause button. And, again, does not matter the platform. Go leave five stars. It helps boost up the podcast, helps others find it. Also, if you're tuned in and you're not subscribed, I genuinely do not know what you're doing. I have no idea what you are doing here. Hammer that subscribe button. Again, it does not matter the platform, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Also on social media, if you're not following, I feel like that's a given, but go follow for sure. And then on YouTube, guys, I would really appreciate it if you're tuned in and you're not subscribed, which, by the way, shout out to everybody that's tuned in on YouTube because we've been getting a lot of YouTube views lately. And I love to see it. You really do love to see it. But if you're not subscribed on YouTube and you're tuning in, please do so. I really want to hit 1,000 subs. Would really appreciate if you guys could help out. So, again, rate, subscribe. And for those who have already done so, truly do appreciate your help. Also, watch party this Saturday, Overtime Bar and Grill yet again. Kind of ironing out the details as far as what time doors will open. They should be open all day, though. So, doors will be open. I'll probably be getting there. Actually, I've got a surprise for you guys, by the way, for Saturday. But either way. Watch party at Overtime Bar and Grill. Kickoff at 7 o'clock. Gamecocks, LSU. Great food and drink specials. I'll be posting all the details, obviously, on social media, as I've done for each and every single game. Um, so, so, so be sure to go check them out. Overtime Bar and Grill right in the road from Weensbury Stadium. You guys probably saw the videos. We had a blast watching the Auburn game. It was a fantastic time. Again, obviously, this game is on the road, so I'm imagining all those people that went to the game or whatever. You're not going to be able to go, obviously. So go to Overtime Bar and Grill. Go check them out. Watch party this Saturday for Carolina LSU as the Gamecocks look to get to 3-2. and two. Should be a lot of fun. One last thing really quickly before we dive into the show. Um, I have a big surprise for you guys later this week. That's going to come later this week. I'm not going to spoil the surprise yet. I was kind of going back and forth. Do I tell them now? Or do I wait? Just keep your eyes peeled, though. Keep your eyes open and watch out for what the Spurs Up show is doing because um, you guys are going to be surprised. I'm extremely excited about it. I'm giddy just talking about it. Going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a lot of fun. Also, as you guys noticed, no guest interview on the show today. I was thinking to myself how much this game reminds me of Georgia last year. And I remember specifically after that game, too, I did not have a guest on that Monday show either. Uh, guest just fell through Sunday. We were planning to do it, and he got, you know, he got busy, stuff like that. So whatever. Gives us more time to talk about South Carolina's 30-22 to 22 win 
over the Auburn Tigers. Before we dive into that really quickly, I want to tell you about my friends over at Yardware because today's show is brought to you, brought to you by Yardware. Yardware is a veteran-owned and operating company licensed by the University of South Carolina selling must-have Carolina yard and wall signs. These signs are made out of 12-gauge laser-cut steel, so you know they're heavy-duty, you know they're high-quality, and they come in both garnet and black. So whatever you fancy, garnet and black, you got it. Football season's in full swing. Christmas is right around the corner, believe it or not. We got the holidays are here. You can order yours today. This is a must-have for any Gamecock fan. You guys probably saw the video, by the way, that I put up. I got my Yardware sign. I'm sitting here really literally looking at it in my studio hanging up. This thing is awesome. These things are so – I mean, it's truly a must-have for any – like, even if Yardware signs – if Yardware was not sponsoring me, I'd still buy one. These things are so sick. You can order yours today at YardwareSigns.com. That is YardwareSigns.com. Again, guys, a must-have for any Gamecock fan. Whether you want to buy one for yourself, you want to gift it. I mean, this is the perfect gift. It's $34.95, too. It's not going to break the bank. Again, I'm looking at mine right now. I was really impressed how heavy it was. Like, when they say 12-gauge laser-cut steel, this thing is really high quality. Like, this thing is heavy-duty. It's not some piece-of-crap plastic-type feeling thing. No, this is legitimate. So, again, that's YardwareSigns.com, a must-have. For any Gamecock fan, go check them out, yardwaresigns.com, and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. All right, we did it. We did it. Let's go. Let's go. Victory Monday. Let's talk about it. South Carolina finds a way to beat the Auburn Tigers, a game we all knew South going to have. We stressed all week how important it was, and the Gamecocks find a way to come. I'm not going to lie. They had me early. I was a little nervous when it was, uh, I think, South Carolina got down, what, nine to nothing. I was like, oh, my God, here we go again. We didn't show up in a big game yet again. But South Carolina finds a way to get it done. This is the J.C. Horn podcast, by the way. This is J.C. Horn's episode. Again, congratulations to J.C. Horn. You did it, sir. You did that thing, sir. Congratulations to you. Uh, phenomenal day. Phenomenal outing by J.C. Horn. By the really this entire team, um, the Gamecocks, though, beating Auburn for the first time since 1933. And, and I got to say, guys, you know, I picked the win. Uh, but I, I want to stress again, I'm not surprised how this turned out. This game really went pretty similarly to how I kind of expected it to go in my head. Um, I guess I was a little surprised after the game as far as just how much the yardage discrepancy was. Auburn out gaining the Gamecocks 481 to 297. But overall, this game came down to J.C. Horn and the turnovers that South kind of defense forced. I, I really thought we saw, you know, we talk bend but don't break a lot when it comes to this South kind of defense and kind of what they are and what, what their identity is. I thought you really saw that um, on Saturday afternoon. Again, you get out game 481 to 297, but the three turnovers, J.C. Horn with two picks, his first career pick on the season, on his career, I mean, finally comes in this Auburn game. Fantastic stuff. Um, congratulations, seriously, J.C. Horn. Listen, I've been as critical as anybody on the guy. I've been critical on him, on Izzy, on everybody, really. But we all knew J.C. was a fantastic player, and I'm really glad. And I don't know why he did it. I don't know why Bo Nix and Gus Malzahn and Chad Morris and that Auburn attack, I don't know why they just insisted, insisted on going his way. I don't know why they did it. I don't know what was going through their head, what the thought process was. But I'm honestly, selfishly, as a football fan, not just even as a South Carolina fan, but as a football fan, I was really happy to see that. Because, you know, J.C., again, it, it's – it's been unfortunate how it's been up to this point. Obviously, nobody's going to be saying this now, but you know, people questioning his ability, his talent, because the ball literally never gets thrown his way. You know, we, we talked about coming in this season. That was the big knock on JC, and that was sort of the monkey on his back as far as, oh, he doesn't have any career picks. He doesn't have any career picks. 
And I mean, listen, I even said coming in the season like that, that's a big thing. That's a big deal for him. He needs to get an interception. If he's truly an elite defensive back, he needs to get that pick. He needs to have that breakout game, that game similar that Israel McQuamu had last year against Georgia. And what you saw, this was J.C. Horn's game. This was J.C. Horn's Izzy and Athens game, right? This was J.C.'s moment. This was his coming out party, if you will. Um, again, we all knew he was a fantastic player. But selfishly as a football fan, getting back to what I was saying, watching Seth Williams and J.C. Horn go at it all day was, I mean, it's one of the best matchups you're going to see this season. Two guys that are 100% going to play in the NFL. Um, and it was awesome to watch. You know, overall, this South Carolina football team, uh, congratulations again to Will Muschamp, that entire staff, all these players. I, I was really impressed with South Carolina, by the way, and I continue to be impressed. The Gamecocks have been a fantastic second-half team. And again, as critical as I've been on Muschamp, that is kudos to Muschamp, to Bobo, T-Rob, that entire coaching staff. South Carolina outscoring Auburn in the second half, 16-6. to And I'll be honest with you guys, I really felt good about South Carolina's chances. When, listen, I, I did not think the Gamecocks played a great first half. I mean, there's no question. I don't think anybody would sit here and look, look at you with a straight face and say, oh, they played fantastic football in that first half. But when the Gamecocks played the way they did, and they were down 16 to 14, they were only down two points going into halftime after not really playing a great half of football. That's when I really thought to myself, okay, we, we've got a really good shot to win this thing. You know, again, it, it kind of went exactly how I expected as far as the defensive side. I didn't know if it was going to be JC or Izzy or, you know, who the heck it was. But I really thought if you got pressure on Bo Nix, if you were able to get in his grill, able to get in his face, bring pressure, bring chaos his way, he's a guy that's erratic. And, and he showed that yet again. He, he showed that yet again. By the way, I'm sure Auburn fans are about ready to run Chad Morris's ass out of out of Auburn. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I, Bo Nix looks like a shell of himself from a year ago. But we all knew, we all kind of figured, that if you were able to get get in his face, I, I really thought Bo Nix, again, that gunslinger mentality, he's a guy that, yes, he's mobile, but he's willing to put the ball in some dangerous spots. And I, and I really wanted to believe, obviously, going into this game, you had the talent to take advantage. And, again, that really shined on Saturday overall. I mean, J.C. Horn, again, can't say enough. I, I feel like I could have spent the entire show just talking about J.C. Horn because, I mean, again, that performance that he had, that – and you know, what I, you know what I really loved, by the way, and I know I'm rambling kind of going all over the place, and I, I – you know, I'll be honest with you guys. We sellied pretty damn hard after that Auburn win, or excuse me, after that South Carolina win over Auburn. Um, so yeah, so we <laughs> we sellied pretty hard Saturday night at the house, and it was well deserved. It was well due again. The Gamecocks. We should all feel good here on this Monday. We 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 should all soak this in. We're back to five hundred. We beat a ranked opponent at home. We beat a top fifteen opponent at home. It feels good. It feels damn good. Like Eric Camry talked about, this positive momentum, having something to feel good about, having Uncle Mo on your side. Um, but again, we, we could, I feel like I could talk about JC Horn this entire show. Um, but the thing that I really loved that I saw from South Carolina was the attitude. I, I thought you saw a South Carolina football team. Like I said, one of my keys to the game was embrace the moment. I thought you saw South Carolina do that. Again, wasn't pretty all the time, especially in the beginning. South Carolina started out really sluggish, really slow. But once they got going, you know, I was talking to a buddy about this on Sunday afternoon, and he was talking about Shy Smith. You know, oh, you know, he's got to control his emotions. You know, he's he's gonna get a get in a fight one of these days, like jawing back and forth, people, whatever. But you know what? After talking to DJ Swearinger last week, and, and just this South Carolina team has missed that edge for a while. I feel like this South Carolina team has missed that that swagger. You know what I mean? And like, I saw guys with that on Saturday. I saw guys playing with that edge on Saturday. I saw a guy like Shy Smith balling out. And by the way. Shai Smith, 
absolute legend for his actions on Instagram after the game when he basically just owned, owned the Auburn secondary. I mean, if you haven't seen it, I reposted it, by the way, but it is fantastic. It is laugh-out-loud funny. But I saw that edge from Shai Smith. I saw that edge from J.C. Horn. Heck, I saw it from Jalen Dickerson. I saw it from J.J. Barry. I saw it from Kevin Harris, and we continue to see it week after week. I saw a Gamecocks football team, like we said, coming in this game. I thought you were going to see a team that played together, that played for each other, that was excited to play, that embraced the moment, and I really thought you saw a team that did that. Again, it wasn't perfect, and this is still not a perfect football team. There are still imperfections with this football team. But overall, I saw a South Carolina team come out and take advantage of the opportunity like we talked about all week going into the game. Um, you look at Colin Hill's stats, 15 to 24, 144 yards, a TD and a pick that wasn't his fault. You know, obviously, again, statistically a very, very, very pedestrian game. But I, I talked to you guys again. And again, it's crazy how this game really just played out in my head. It, it played out exactly how I drew it up in my head, exactly how I thought it was going to go is – Sort of how it went. I will say I'm a kind of I'm kind of salty here on a Monday because my best bet for South Carolina Auburn was the under 51 and a half, and we lost it by half a freaking point. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, Colin Hill, very pedestrian game, 15 to 24, 144. But again, we talked coming this week. I really felt like the quarterback competition between Hill and Knicks, because again, it's it's an obvious key to every game. You need to win the turnover margin. That's just a given, right? It's it's it feels like common sense. That's why I don't list it in keys to the game every single week. But, yeah, I don't think South Carolina's good enough to overcome that. I don't think there's going to be a game this year where South Carolina wins the football game where they lose the turnover margin. And I talked about coming in this game that I really thought Hill versus Knicks, I felt a lot better about Colin Hill in regards to he won't throw South Carolina out of the football game. He will keep them in the game. He's a field general, like I said. You look at Bo Nix, erratic, willing to put the ball in, da- in danger, um, he's kind of a gunslinger, like I said. He goes 24 for 47, 272, one TD, and three interceptions. And again, JC having two. So I, I, I loved that. I loved seeing that from Colin Hill. Overall, I thought offensively, again, there are still issues. You still need to find a guy outside of Shy Smith because as great a day as Shy had, only one other wide receiver touched the football. And I guess you could say two because the carry on joiner did as well. But you had Shy Smith, eight catches for 76 yards, a touchdown. Again, what he's doing, by the way. What Shy Smith is doing when everybody knows we're going to Shy, everybody, we don't have another option, and he's still putting up the numbers he's putting up. I mean, it's it's incredible that that throw and catch from Hill to Shy was just an absolute thing of beauty. It was a dime in the corner of the end zone, unbelievable. But outside of Shy Smith, your next leading receiver, Nick Muse, two catches for twenty nine yards, and you have Kevin Harris two for twenty one. Josh Van, one for 11. Adam Prentice, one for 10. He got his first catch. Um, and then to carry on Joyner, one catch for negative three yards. So overall, still not a perfect team offensively. You got to find that second. You got to find those other weapons. You got to find those other options. Tip of the cap yet again to really not just Kevin Harris, because Kevin Harris got a ton of love last week, and deservedly so, and he should still get love this week. But the entire running attack, you rushed it 43 times. And that, that was what I was really happy with offensively is, listen, the offensive performance, the offense needs to continue to get better. It needs to continue to evolve and develop. It wasn't great at times. It, w- it wasn't pretty at times. It, 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 it left a lot to be desired. But South Carolina, again, like I told you guys, coming into this football game, the Gamecocks have found their identity. I really felt like South Carolina had found their identity as far as we are going to be a run-first football team. And, again, 
it was frustrating at times. I mean, there were times I was like, dude, run, run, pass, run, run, pass. You got to mix it up. You got to go something different. But at the end of the day, the Gamecocks committed to what they were good at, what they, what they, what their identity is. 43 carries, 153 yards, and you rush for three touchdowns. Um, you know, again, overall, I, I like the identity of this football team. I, I don't think it's an identity where we're going to see South kind of go win, you know, the next six in a row or anything crazy. But I talked to you guys in the preseason. I think you can get to five and five or better with an identity like this. You're a run first team. You know, you're not asking Colin Hill to do too much. Again, he's a field general. He's not going to throw you out of the football game. I think you can get to five and five. And when you take a look at the schedule now, wow, how things have changed, how things have shifted. Unbelievable. Before I get, because I want to talk about how this has affected the rest of the season. Before I get to that again, Kevin Harris, 25 for 83, two touchdowns. Deshaun Fenwick, 12 for 68. Overall, I really liked what I saw in the running game. And then back to the defense. I got to give a shout out to Shiloh Sanders. What a game from him. Led the team in tackles. You know, again, Shiloh Sanders, not the perfect player. He's still a young guy. He's still got some things to iron out and work on. But overall, I mean, Shiloh Sanders is flying to the football. He's playing a physical brand of football. He's playing downhill. I like he's playing with that edge, like I said. And again, that was probably the thing, again, that impressed me more than anything. More than anything that happened on the field, this Gamecocks football team went out there and looked like they expected to win this game. Looked like the stage was not too big. Again, they embraced the moment, and they fully expected. I mean, South Carolina at some points just bullied Auburn, just bullied them. I mean, what J.C. Horn was doing to Seth Williams should have been a crime, committed murder, basically. What Shy Smith was doing and all the jawing, and again, I understand you want to see a guy like Shy keep his emotions in check, and especially, you know, you're our weapon, dude. You can't get thrown out of the game. We don't want to see you get in a fight, anything like that. But I go back to something Will Muschamp said, and I think this was before, like maybe it was during last season. I'd rather tell a guy, whoa, than giddy up. You can tell him, whoa, you can do it, but you can't teach a guy to giddy up. You can't teach a guy to have that edge and that swagger and that mentality. And, you know, we kind of heard DJ Swearinger talking about it. And uh, it was just great to see. It, it was great to see that attitude, that mentality. Again, a Gamecock football team playing for each other together. It was just great to see. I, I mean, overall, again, this one, the stars were aligned, like I said, going in the game. It, it just felt like the, the moment was there. The moment presented itself, and it was one you had to have. I saw somebody put it beautifully on social media. Is this the biggest win of the Will Muschamp era? Probably not. I don't think I'd say it's the biggest win, but it's arguably the most important. It's arguably the most important. Like I said, your season and your program under Will Muschamp was really going to go one of two directions. You know, if you lost this one and fell to one and three, again, I think you were really staring a three and seven year in the face, just like I predicted. Now, all options are on the table. I mean, you take a look at the schedule yet again. You got LSU in Baton Rouge, which we're going to break down later this week, and that's obviously going to be a really tough game. And I know what fans are going to say. Oh, well, you know, LSU lost to Mizzou. Oh, my God. I understand, but they're still a very talented football team. They have extremely talented pieces on the outside. Miles Brennan is a very talented, a very good quarterback, and that's going to be – a very big challenge for South Carolina, this entire football team. You got to play them in night at LSU. I understand. Either way, though, you got LSU. A&M looks beatable. Ole Miss obviously looks beatable. Just lost to Arkansas. Mizzou is Mizzou. Georgia, that's a daunting task, but hell, you beat them last year. And then Kentucky, I know they beat the hell out of Tennessee, but Kentucky's still very winnable. Five and five or better is on the table, guys. Five and five or better is on the table for this football team. Um you know, again, it's like Eric Kimry said when I went on his fade-in podcast. It's just all about building positive momentum. 
building something positive, you know, getting the ball kind of rolling, getting Uncle Mo in your corner, getting momentum in your corner. Now you go into LSU thinking to yourself, hey, we got some votes in the AP poll. It's only a seven-point spread, again, LSU being favored. We got a chance. We got a chance to get above 500 before the bye week. Who would have ever thought that? If I'd have told you that after Florida, who would have thought that? Who would have thunk it? So this changes the entire complexion. And I, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not going to sit here and give you guys, oh, here's an updated season, um, you know, season prediction or what have you. I, I think that's kind of foolish because things can change so much week after week after week as we're seeing. But no doubt, this puts five and five back on the table. Hell, this puts six and four on the table. I, I mean, really, it does. Because I think if you'd have told any Carolina fan, hey, you're two and two through four weeks, are you happy with that? I think everybody would have said, yeah. Because you would assume South Carolina beat Tennessee and Vanderbilt, probably. But I think most fans, most reasonable fans, would have taken two and two through four weeks. I, I mean, really, I think they really would have. But overall, just a fantastic win. Again, I, I do want to give the kudos. Will Muschamp, that coaching staff. The second half adjustments we continue to see these guys make week after week. Again, you know, you're down 16 to 14 and a half. You hold Auburn to just two field goals in the second half. Hold them out of the end zone the entire half. Meanwhile, you score 16 points. I mean, it can't be understated. Like how, and again, Eric Kimry talked about it when I went on his show, but it can't be understated how, how just how impressive that is. Can't be talked about enough how impressive that is as far as the second half adjustments. And But this one's huge, man. Again, like I said, is it the biggest win in, in, in Will Muschamp's tenure? I wouldn't say so. I, I wouldn't say that's the case. But certainly it's one of the most important. Now you got something to feel good about. You finally don't have to look at the stats of, oh, you've only beaten one ranked team at home, blah, blah, blah. Your history against ranked teams, blah, 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 blah. You take down number 15, Auburn. Was, was Auburn really the 15th best team in the country? Probably not. I think the AP poll and the rankings have been trash this year. There's no other way to put it. I think they've been trash. But again, doesn't matter. Their ranking was 15th. You get the W again. You had just enough offensively. And, you know, we still need to see improvements. We still need to see this offense come together. We, I, I do like, again, though, that I feel good week after week, win or lose, going into every football game. For the first time in forever, I know what the identity of this football team is. I know what the identity is. Finally, we're going to run the football. We are a run-first offense. We've got a very big physical running back. Deshaun, I've, dude, I'll tell you this, too. Shout out to Sean Fenwick. I have been – every time he's gotten in, I've been impressed. I've been so impressed. I know he had the fumble at Florida, but he's been very impressive every time he has touched the football. I, I mean, he has done a phenomenal job for South Carolina um, as far as relieving Kevin Harris. You know, there's no drop-off when, when Deshaun comes in behind Kevin. But obviously, Kevin, RB1, he is the dude. He ran that way again on Saturday. Extremely physical guy. Extremely physical. Um, but really, man, th this one, this one again, it it's crazy the similarities I draw between this game and the Georgia game last year. You know, as far as just how the game's played out, you know, again, and again, I, I know it was a much bigger win at Georgia, and you came in as a, a massive underdog last year at Georgia, and no nobody obviously was picking you to win, whereas everybody was picking you to beat Auburn. But just kind of the way the game played out and my overall feeling um, today on a Monday talking to you guys about it, it the, the, the two games, the two feelings, too, feel eerily similar to each other. You know, again, last year it was Izzy and his three interceptions. This year it's J.C. Horn and his two picks, and then Jalen Dickerson gets a pick as well. By Which, by the way, shout out to Jalen Dickerson because that dude has had such an up-and-down career. And, uh, 
you know, to, to finally see him get on the field for one, but to make a play was big time. But J.C. Horn finally gets to show or got to show the entire country just how good of a football player he is. I mean, I think J.C. probably made himself a lot of money yesterday or uh, Saturday. Um, I think he's probably – I mean, dude, that was a that was an All-American first round of the NFL draft type of performance. Uh, that, that, was, that was big time. And, again, Seth Williams is a big-time receiver. I mean, he had that catch over Horn – and again, that's that's two great players battling it out and duking it out. Again, I've been tough on Horn at times. I've been critical on him at times. And I, and I think again, I, I've been critical on Horn and Mukamu because they're the guys that have to set the standard in secondary. They're the guys that have to hold all of those guys to that elite standard. And again, you you saw. I mean, I mean, it's crazy. It's incredible to think what South Carolina did defensively yesterday, or excuse me, on Saturday, with no Israel Mukamu. Is he in street clothes? We find out before the game he's not even playing. Um, and to see them do what they did incredible incredible uh major kudos to the defensive line as well again they did just enough as far as getting pressure getting in um getting in Bo Nix's face you know getting after him Kingsley Nibare continues to be a beast he's now up to four sacks on the season uh, you know just Jordan Burge another solid game overall a, a great team win and again it wasn't perfect and I want to take this time to laugh at Auburn and, and to just belittle them because how does Gus Malzahn still have a job? And the hire of Chad Morris, what a joke. What, what a joke that is, you know, or was. You know what I mean? Like, it is just insane to see how bad they are offensively. I mean, again, Bo Nix being a shell of himself. They give the football to Tank Bigsby, which, again, we're all familiar with. Tank Bigsby, 16 times for 111 yards and a touchdown. Why he didn't touch the football more? He averaged seven yards a carry but he only touched it 16 times. You got to be scratching your head if you're an Auburn fan right now. You have to be. But overall, it doesn't matter. Gamecocks get the huge, and I mean a huge, win over the Auburn Tigers. Now, I drew similarities between last year's Georgia game and this one. And we all know what happened after that Georgia game because you were at 3-3 three and three at that point. Again, very similar. You were at 500 after you beat Georgia. Now you're at 500, 2-2. Two two. Now it's what do you do with it? Because I said this on social media, I'll say it here again, because people ask me, oh, what are your feelings on Muschamp now? How do you feel about Muschamp? Guys, I never, number one, I feel like I shouldn't have to say this, but I feel like I do. I never disliked Muschamp on any sort of personal level. Never did, never will. Never have, never will. And this was a big one. Again, I wouldn't say it was the biggest win he's had at Carolina, but I think it was one of the most important without a doubt because it really set the tone. It has set the tone to at least make a positive trajectory and a positive finish to the 2020 football season. It has made that possible. This was one, a swing game you had to have. You were going to do it if you were going to turn around your season and get your season back on track. We all know that. But now it comes down to what do you do with it? Can you build off of this? Because, again, like I said on social media, I want to see Will Muschamp succeed here. I said on Eric Kimry's podcast, I hope Will Muschamp's the head coach here in 10 years. And I know that may, that may sound crazy to you guys, but I hope that. Because if he is, guess what? That means he won football games. He won a lot of football games. So now you've got to build. And I'm not saying if you lose to LSU, you've, you've undone everything you did against Auburn. That's 100% not what I'm saying. Because listen, not to spoil my prediction, I think it's going to be a very, very tough game going on the road to Baton Rouge. Hey, we found out Friday night, late Friday night, the time change. Now you got to play them at 7 o'clock. And I know it's not a full... Tiger Stadium, I know it's not a full Death Valley, but either way, going to Baton Rouge and having to play them at night is never fun. It's not even something I want to think about. It's not fun to do. 
So I'm not saying if you lose to LSU, you, you know, you've undone what you did against, uh, against Auburn. But you got positive momentum. You're back to 500. You've won back-to-back games. Can you build something off of this? Can you build from this point? Can you use this momentum in your favor? Maybe string together a couple of W's. Again, I already talked about the schedule. Every game is winnable. Even Georgia, which I would say, eh, probably not. I, 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 you know, I think Georgia will be on a mission, locked in, focused, and you know what have you. I, I don't think Georgia will sleepwalk through that game again. But overall, every basically every game left in your schedule is winnable. It's what do you do with it now? What do you do with it now? Can you build off of this? Again, challenges lie ahead, no question. And this is still an imperfect football team. Like I said, this is very much so still an imperfect football team. No question. No questions asked. You got to fix some things. Colin Hill needs to play better. As much as I like Colin Hill, Colin Hill needs to play better. The running game, the offensive line, got to do a better job of protecting Colin Hill. He's still getting pressured way too much. He's getting sacked way too much. Got to protect him. You know, I do like what I'm seeing in the running game. Continue to be stubborn with the run. Continue to be stubborn running the football. I do like that. Defensively, though, again, you did just enough. J.C. Horn had the game of his life. Had, had, had his moment. J.C. had his moment. You got to find a way to continue to build and get better, though. Clean up the missed tackles. Not put yourself in a hole as well. It's an imperfect football team, but right now you sit at 2-2 two and two and you get a win that you absolutely had to have. Again, the edge that South kind of played with, the confidence, the mentality, again, that almost stands out to me more than anything we saw on the field. Really, truly. That stands out to me as much, if not more, than anything we saw on the football field. Because, again, you can tell a guy, you'd rather tell a guy, whoa, than giddy up. And I see a lot of guys on South Carolina's football team that don't need to be told, giddy up. They play with an edge. They play with intensity. I want to see that brought week after week after week after week. I think if South Carolina can bring that mentality, if they can bring that edge with them every single week, Gamecocks are going to have a fighting chance every game they play. They're going to have a fighting chance in every single game they play. And five and five or better is not off the table. And I'll be writing an apology note to Will Muschamp, which I would love to do, by the way. So Auburn fans, you can suck it. I don't know why you'd be tuned in, but you can suck it. Bo Nix, you can suck it. Seth Williams, Eli Stove, Anthony Schwartz, all your guys on defense. Appreciate doing business with you. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Hope the bus gave you a safe ride back to old Auburn and the Plains. Best of luck with your deal and Gus Malzahn, whatever mess you guys have got over there with Chad Morris. But Gamecocks get the W. 30-22. to 22. Feels good, man. It feels good that back-to-back Mondays, I can sit here and revel in a victory Monday. Oh, feels good. Feels good. All right. Let's get into your listener questions. Before we do, really quickly, just a quick note. Um, really no news and notes from the weekend, but a quick note. I'll, well, I will say, J.C. Horn being named the National Defensive Player of the Week by the Walter Camp Foundation, I believe it was. Again, all the accolades are deserved. All the accolades for J.C. Horn are much deserved. They can't give him enough accolades for the way that he played. Um against Auburn, and just the the performance he had, incredible. Again, deserves another round of applause. Kudos. This is the J.C. Horn Show. This is the J.C. Horn Podcast today. On this year, October the 19th, 2020, J.C. Horn, 
this is your show, my friend. So congratulations to you. Um, but other quick notes, the South Carolina LSU game, like I said, moved to seven instead of four o'clock kickoff, which again, I, 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 I'm glad we're not getting another nooner because I was starting to get really worn out and exhausted with these freaking noon games. But if there's any game I would have liked to have seen at noon, it's going to be this one because, like I said, even with a 20% capacity Tiger Stadium playing in Baton Rouge at night, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be a challenge. But, again, you got a 7 o'clock game. The spread also coming out, LSU a 7-point favorite, which I know a lot of South Carolina fans, and I saw you on social media, are all jumping at that. Oh, my God, it's disrespect. It's too high. Blah, blah, blah. I totally hear where you're coming from. I, I totally understand. But like I said, night game in Baton Rouge, it seems like the perfect spot for a letdown is right after a big home upset win. I don't even want to speak that into existence, and I don't want to put that bad juju out there. But I understand why the spread is what it is. But again, we'll talk LSU. We'll break down that game. That's really the only change. LSU is seven-point favorite, and the game is also at 7 o'clock. Saturday night. Very, very excited for that one. All right, let's go ahead and dive into your listener voicemails and questions, and we'll start with the voicemails. Yo, this is Michael again. All I got to say is, man, how about the game, Cox? <laughs> uh, man, yeah, uh, yeah, this was a very enjoyable win. Um, like, you, like you said, we, we don't, we don't want to get hyped ourselves over Vanderbilt. Came in, took care of business. Um, JC Horn definitely made himself his money today. Uh, he definitely proved that he had hands because <laughs> the only thing coming in and going in the next year, probably into the draft, teams was wondering well, why he doesn't have any picks. Well, you know why? Because he's a lockdown corner. You throw it to him, he will pick it off. So he definitely made him, himself some money. Uh, Shy Smith is a beast, is always doing Shy Smith things. So this team proved a lot today. They proved they can. Uh, finally play up to the big stage, and now I'm just cursed. I'm, I'm to be honest with you, I'm still worried, man. We've been seeing year after year where Carolina gets a much-needed win or a win that a lot of people didn't think they were going to get, and then they go out next week or the rest of the season, they just go out and lay eggs. Like uh, last year, you beat Georgia, you come out to Tennessee, lay an egg. Um, you, you, we can't, we can't do that this week to prove that Will Muschamp is really turning this program into the right direction. We got to keep building on it. You want to celebrate this win? You beat Arvin. That's something that we haven't, we, we haven't done since 1933. So we want to enjoy this win, but make sure we move on and keep competing at this level all season long. All right, uh, go game cops again, and see y'all later. Michael, appreciate you calling in, man. You're now when you call in, we're two and zero. Oh. You, I think you got to call in every single, uh, <laughs> every single weekend, man, for every Monday show because we are two and zero oh when you call in. So, no, I appreciate the call, man. Um, I do agree with you. You, you got to continue to build, take this momentum and build. Uh, every single game you win is going to show the program's heading the right direction. But you got to continue to build. Again, I'm not saying if you go to LSU and play a tough game and you lose that. Oh, well, that just completely discredits what you did against Auburn. No, not at all. Not at all. Just like, just like losing to Florida last year didn't discredit what you did against Georgia. But then you went and lost to Tennessee. Then you got blasted by Texas A&M. Then you lost to Appalachian State. And, and you just undid all the good things that you did in Athens. So I agree with you. And again, I, I don't even like to compare the two because I think this football team is much, much better than that team we saw a year ago. I, I think there's much more answers then there are questions in regards to when you compare the two football teams. But uh, 
I, I can understand why it'd still be a little concerning because, again, just trying to play devil's advocate. Listen, I've, I've been celebrating since Saturday. I have nothing but good vibes right now, and I feel great. And But if I'm trying to dissect and be critical and look at this football game and be honest about it now, because I'm sure most of you would probably say the same thing if you kind of stopped and looked and broke down the game, especially look at the, the statistics. Carolina got outgained 481 to 297. They dominated passing 272 to 144. They won the rushing battle 209 to 153. South Carolina did win time of possession. But if you take away those interceptions, if you take away Bo Nix putting the ball in places he should not have put it, does Carolina still win that football game? I'm not trying to take anything away. I'm not saying it's smoke and mirrors. I'm not saying that. South Carolina went out there and did what they needed to do. But when you really take a deep dive, there's still issues. That's all I'm trying to say. This is still an imperfect football team. And I understand every team is imperfect right now. Every team is figuring it out and kind of, you know, making it up as they go along, if you will. LSU, hell, LSU's got their own issues. But, you know, there are still things we need to see shored up. You know, there are things we need to see shored up. We need to see other guys outside of J.C. Horn and Israel McQuamu to continue to develop, to play better in the secondary. We need to see Colin Hill play, but we need to see a weapon outside of Shai Smith step up. And I know I say that every single week, but I'm going to continue to say it until it happens. You know, what happens if you go out against LSU and Shai Smith gets taken away? What do you do then? So there's still there's still questions that need answers on this team. But for a Gamecocks fan base that has that was feeling as low as any point I can remember after week two, Gamecock fans, you you deserve to feel good about this one. You deserve to feel good this week. Hey. Our team has won two in a row, just beat a top 15 opponent. Again, it don't mean a damn thing if Auburn was really the 15th best team in the country. I don't give a damn. I don't want to hear it. You beat a top 15 opponent, and Michael, again, you make some valid points for sure. I would say, my friend, savor this one. Enjoy this one. There's nothing wrong with doing it. And be excited. Be excited about, like you said, every time this team steps out, it's another opportunity to prove themselves. And like you said, you made a great point. You said it beautifully, and you took the words right out of my mouth. The biggest takeaway from this game is the fact we showed up. We showed up in a big moment and won a game that had big-time implications on it. We showed up We showed up and showed out. And again, playing with that edge, that mentality, the way the Gamecocks embraced the moment, again, that to me stood out just as much, if not more, than anything from on the field. I, I loved seeing that. And again, I think of South Carolina – can play with that attitude, if they can play with that mentality, if they can play with that edge, again, you're going to give yourself a fantastic chance to win damn near every game you play, damn near every game you have left, and to hit your goals and to hit five and five or better and to make all of us happy. If you show up and play with that edge, you got a fantastic chance to do it. So appreciate the voicemail, Michael. Again, I'm going to hold you to it. You got to call in every weekend, my guy, because when you call in, we are undefeated. So let's, hey, never mess with a winning streak. Never mess with a winning streak. All right, let's get this next voicemail. Hey, Chris. Uh, good afternoon, and congratulations on a huge win today. Uh, you know, big win for the South Carolina Gamecocks over Auburn. Huge win for Will Muschamp of the program. Uh, my name is Kevin. I'm an ally, actually, from the Big Ten, a Penn State alum. But, you know, big, big fan of South Carolina uh, football program, listener of uh, Sean Fitz and Tyler Don here on the 24-7, uh, you know, uh, sports podcast. A couple comments, though. Um, you know, really want to give a big shout-out today to Kevin Harris, the thick boy. Um, you need to feed him the football. Um, when he gets on the outside and he's running against those outside defenders, he is unstoppable. You need to feed him. Um, uh, you know, 
some people call him the muscle hamster. Uh, second of all, um, the five-minute Andy Reid-esque drive at the end of the first half was incredible. Um, I think that was a huge turning point in the game, considering that Auburn had the ball at the beginning of the second half. The fact that Mike Bobo's offense was able to absolutely eat Kevin Harris, thick boy style, five minutes off the clock and put points on the board was absolutely electric. And then most importantly, third of all, was the Will Muschamp-led defense. Um, first of all, winning the turnover battle, which wasn't even addressed on the broadcast today. But more importantly, you saw players stepping up that hadn't stepped up before. They won the turnover battle. And at the end of the game, they stepped up. They prevented that last-minute turnover or the touchdown, I should say. But overall, just an absolutely great feel-good win for Will Muschamp. The players, the locker room, absolutely. Go Cox. Yeah, appreciate the call, man. How about that? We got a Penn State alum calling in. Kevin, appreciate the call, man. For sure, that was awesome. Um, Yeah, starting with Kevin Harris, the bus, the bus, as we should call him. Um, muscle hamster, though, I do love that one makes me laugh every time. Muscle hamster is a great one. Um, yeah, again, I, I really like that South Carolina offensively right now is being stingy in the running game. Again, it's not perfect. I think, like I said, you only ran for like 3.4 yards a carry. But you're you're staying consistent and you're staying stingy in it. And Kevin Harris, 25 carries, 83 yards, two touchdowns. Again, like I told you guys before the game, I think he needs to touch it at least 20 times, 20, 25 times every single football game. He showed that he can more than handle that. So I, I agree with you, man, Kevin. You make a great point as far as Kevin Harris. Um, that I didn't talk about that, but you are right. That drive at the end of the first half was fantastic. I, I mean, exactly what the doctor ordered, exactly what you needed. Um, my, you know, again, Mike Bobo continues to prove, dude, I'd argue Mike Bobo was the best hire as far as an assistant coach that, that to me is probably the best hire of the off season by anybody. I mean, that was the win of the off season for South Carolina. I mean, I really, I mean, Mike Bobo continues to show his worth week after week after week. Cause I'll be honest with you. I think South Carolina's last year's South Carolina team might lose that football game. Um, you know, I, you talk about that Will Muschamp led defense. And again, it comes back to playing with that edge, with that mentality, with that swagger. You know, I, I really thought, again, every game has its own tempo, right? Every game has its own specific tempo. And you either let the opponent dictate that tempo or you dictate that tempo or the style or however you want to call it. There's many different adjectives you could, you could throw out there. But every game sort of has that. And I thought South Carolina was the team that was setting that tone, that was setting that tempo, that – that, that kind of, you know, I say imposed their will. But defensively, I saw a really aggressive South Carolina football team, an aggressive South Carolina defense, getting after people, getting in Bo Nix's face. It felt like every throw was contested at some point. So, you know, definitely, I, I agree with you. I, I love the mentality I saw, the, the, the swagger, the aggressiveness on defense. And like you said, overall, just a feel-good win from us, Chant, the players. We all, we all saw the post-game reactions in the locker room and, Stuff like that. And it feels good to see those guys have something to feel good about. You know, obviously. And we feel great as fans, but you can imagine how they feel in the locker room. Um, just great. Great with the program. And like I said, if the program was is, is trending in the right direction, if it's going in the right direction, this is one of those games you had to have. And it feels so good as a South Carolina fan to win a game like this where everybody was picking you. Everybody was picking you. The stars were aligned. Everybody was calling this upset. Hell, even I picked South Carolina. For those people that think I hate the Gamecocks, for 
whatever reason, probably didn't fit their narrative very well. But I even picked South Carolina, 27 to 24. And damn near, we hit that score prediction, by the way. It feels good to come out in a game like that where you are expected to win, where you, you the opportunity is clear as day, what's in front of you, to show up and take advantage. Like we said, it, it was there on a silver platter for you. South Carolina kicked the door down and took advantage, and, and it feels good to say that you're on the one. We got one last voicemail, and then we'll we'll, uh, we'll get into your listener questions, and we'll wrap this thing up. Hey, Chris. I just I can't say enough about J.C. Horn. I mean. Yeah, short, sweet, to the point, man. Neither can I. I, I you, you really – words don't do it justice. How great of a game J.C. Horn. I mean, really, his coming out party again. This is the J.C. Horn show today. Today is all about J.C. Horn. It's all about J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn is goaded. Shy Smith is goaded. But J.C. Horn, man, what he did, locking – I mean, straight up just locking down Seth Williams. Um, I mean, it was it was unfair at times. I was like, dude, you ain't got to bully him like that, J.C. But sure enough, man, again, so happy for the guy because, again, just all the – you know, I've been tough on him. I've been critical of him. But for all the criticism he got, stuff like that, we all knew he was a fantastic player. We all knew he was a great player. And the fact – and, again, I, I will never understand why Auburn just continued to go at him. I mean, I – I don't get it. Like, they have other guys. They have Schwartz. They have Stove. They're not like us where it's like we really don't have another option. I mean, they do. Like, they do. They have other options, and for whatever reason, I don't know if they were being hard-headed. They were just stingy. If Bo Nix just doesn't know any better. I, I mean, they just, they just for whatever reason, thought going after Shy Smith continuously – was a good idea, and he made him pay for it. And he made him pay for it, and it was great to see. I, again, I will never understand why Bo Nix and Auburn's offense decided that was a good idea. But like I said, we'll take it. And shout out to J.C. Horn, man. You can't say it enough. I cannot give him enough kudos, enough praise for the performance he put together. I, he, he truly established himself. That was an All-American type performance. I mean, that he, he established himself as I'm one of the best defensive backs in the entire country. I mean, Will, Will Muschamp said at the game, if there's a better corner out there, I ain't seen him. I ain't seen him. So, kudos to J.C., man. Unbelievable game from J.C. Horn. Um, awesome. And I don't think it'll be his last. I don't think we've seen the last of him getting interceptions. Again, I don't think anybody's going to throw his way. And, I mean, after watching that game and the way he locked down Seth Williams, could you really blame him? <laughs> could, could, could you really blame any team South Carolina plays if J.C. Horn doesn't get a, a single pass thrown his way for the rest of the season? I mean, really. Could you blame him? No. So, um, all right, let's dive into your listener questions. We'll wrap this thing up. Uh, Lil underscore Sutter, thoughts on Colin Hill's game? A very Colin Hill game, uh, a very, you know, I'll say this, not great, not great, 15 to 24, 144, a TD and a pick, but a very Colin Hill game, like I told you guys, in the sense of he's not going to throw you out of the football game. And when your defense has the type of day they had and you're able to lean on your running game just enough, again, if it comes to a point this season, and you have to think what Colin Hill's working with, by the way, before I say this, but if it comes to a point this season where South Carolina needs Colin Hill to throw for 350 to win a game, they might be in trouble. They might be in trouble because I don't think this offense is built for that. And, you know, again, is Colin Hill capable of that? I don't know. Till we see him do it, I don't know. But again, I know the stats don't jump out of you, but the man is a field general. He put South Carolina in position to compete and win football games. I thought he did that yet again. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't great. I'd like to see some improvement. But, again, I really have no issues 
with Colin Hill. Again, there's nothing that he's doing that I say any other quarterback on the roster will be doing a better job of. I wish he was more mobile. <laughs> I wish he was more mobile. That's my big thing. Um, you know, I, I hate seeing him take shots constantly. But because uh, let's see, he was sacked. He was sacked. Okay, he was sacked once. He was only sacked once. So, okay, decent job then by South Carolina's defensive front. Or, excuse me, offensive front. Meanwhile, the Gamecocks got three sacks. So, yeah, good job by South Carolina's offensive line. But overall, a very much on-brand Colin Hill game. I'd like to see him improve, obviously. But, again, for what he's doing with the limited resources he has in regards to anybody else not named Shy Smith, I have no issues with the way Colin Hill's playing right now. So kudos to him again. Kudos to Colin Hill for the way he's uh for the way he's playing right now and again. Keeping South Carolina South Carolina in every football game. Um let's see, James underscore Paul underscore Wagner. How much does this help our chances at a bowl? Well, see, seeing as every single team is getting in the bowl game, I'd say our chances of a bowl game are pretty damn good. But no, I mean, seriously, getting to 500 or better, it helps our chances significantly. Um Austin G underscore 45. Great team win. Now the question is at 500. Can you continue to grow and build? I agree. That's the million dollar question. Like I said, I don't, I, I want it to be clear. If you go on the road and lose to LSU, I'm not saying that you undid everything you did against Auburn. Oh my God, here we go. But you want to see this team again, take this positive momentum and, and build off it. And, and again, if you lose to LSU, it's not like you just throw away, you throw away all that momentum and whatever. But, yes, I agree with you. What does this do for your season? Is, is this going to be another Georgia where hey, it's just a blip on the radar and the season as a whole was a wash? Are we going to look at this moment, this game, and say, hey, that was one of those signature wins. That's a win you can hang your hat on that showed us all, hey, program's headed in the right direction. And for the 2020 season, sent that season in a positive direction. Like it, what type of game is this going to be when we look back on it? So I agree with you 110%. You got to build on this. R underscore Woodard dot 48. Score prediction for the LSU game. You got to tune in on Friday, my guy. That's when I'll drop my score prediction. Um, w underscore Hale is horned the first corner off the board in the draft. I, I don't know 100%, but he better be damn near one of the first. I, I mean, after that performance, that I, he made himself a lot of money on Saturday afternoon, folks. Um, let's see. Let's see, Jarrock did this beat. We beat number three Georgia last year, so I'm not going to change my outlook off of today's win. And, that, and that's respectful. That's fair. That's that's a very fair analysis. That's a very fair take. Again, you got to continue to prove yourself week after week. Use this momentum. And again, we all saw what happened last year. I will say the biggest difference, that team suffered a lot of injuries. And I think I just think this team's a lot better. I, I just really think this team is better especially offensively, I don't think you're going to see the up-and-down roller coaster because you do have the steady-handed quarterback. You do finally have an identity offensively. So I understand. I, I, I understand completely. And you may be right. It may, it may play out like that. We may end up still going 3-7, and seven and that win will be for naught. But, um, you know, I, I think there's reasons to believe why that will not be the case this year. But we'll see. We'll see. Um Thomas underscore Wade, why did they throw at Horn? Also, uh, DBs and linebackers communicate a lot better. Thoughts? I don't know. Like I said, I have no idea why they just insisted on going J.C. Horn's way. But obviously, it did not work out very well for him. And then as far as the, uh, the communication on defense, yeah, I thought the defense looked much, much more on the same page. Again, shout, shout out to Shiloh Sanders. Flew around 10 total tackles. Led the team in tackles. Also, Keir Thomas. 
Keir Thomas with a big game up front. Eight total tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss, a big game for number five. But, yeah, I thought the defense really showed something on Saturday. I thought they played with a lot of energy, intensity. Again, that's what really stood out to me. I knew we had good players. I, I, I really felt like South Carolina had good football players. But to see him come out, play with that edge, set the tone, that's what I was happiest about, to be totally honest with you. Um, Alex Mitchum, 304, do you think that with a win next week, we can get back on track and have a good season? Well, I mean, dude, obviously, if you beat LSU and you're sitting at 3-2 and two in the bye week, I mean, you, you are setting yourself up for, heck, an awesome year. I mean, heck, if you'd have told any South Carolina fan, would you take, would you take three and two at the bye week? It was a hell yeah. Hell yeah, we all would have. So, um, yeah, I mean, listen, again, the more you win, the bigger they get. So if you keep winning games, guess what? The next one's that big game. The next one's going to be that big game. The next one's going to be that big game because you keep proving yourself. You keep proving things as far as the program. So, yeah, beating LSU would be massive, and at 3-2 and two in the bye week would, would set yourself up for huge success, huge success in this 2020 season. Um, let's see. Tanner67687. Who do you think is better, Auburn or LSU? I'm going to say LSU just because – I don't think they have the incompetencies right now that Auburn has as far as offense. I don't know what's going on with Bo Nix. The Chad, the Chad Morris experiment is a complete failure at this point. So, you know, I, I'm going to say LSU right now. We'll see. I'd love to be wrong, but I'm going to say LSU is better than Auburn right now. Um, all underscore knowing 873. Harris-Fenwick combo is lethal. Need to have them both going every single game. Yeah, I really, like I said, I, I really think it's underrated. I want to give him a shout out. I like what I've seen from Deshaun Fenwick. I really do feel like he has done a really good job when he's got his carries. He, he's done a fantastic job. And obviously you can't say enough about Kevin Harris. The way he runs the football, the bus, extremely physical, wins at the point of attack, runs behind his pads, runs through people. I mean, flat out just runs through people so yeah you can't say enough about both those guys and I agree with you it has turned to a really nice one-two punch and just thinking next year Marshawn Lloyd and Kevin Harris and Fenwick my god what a great running back room that's going to be um let's see Eli Oyo underscore how big did Ortre Smith's opt-out hurt our receiver core you know, you'd like to say it hurt a lot, but to be honest with you, man, I think one of the reasons he opted out is he was buried on the depth chart. I mean, really. So, I mean, how much would he really be? I think he'd be getting used like Josh Van right now, which is barely at all. I mean, would anybody call Josh Van a threat at this point in the season? So, you know, I hate it, but I, I just think with the injury history he's dealt with and being buried on the depth chart, honestly, I, I don't think him playing would have had much impact. Last question here, CP3 underscore presents underscore. What is your overall thoughts on the offensive line? And will we be, will we be ranked with a win against LSU? I, I've, been, I've been pleased. I've been impressed with the offensive line. I thought the offensive line overall had a solid game yesterday. Or, excuse me, on Saturday. Um, I thought the offensive line played really well. Again, you only give up one sack, so better in pass blocking and then running as far as, you know, being stingy with it, sticking with it. You run for 150 yard, 100, 153 yards. I thought the offensive line did their job. Will South Carolina be ranked if they beat LSU? I will say... Yes, I think the Gamecocks actually will. You receive, what, 12 votes in the coaches' poll, eight in the AP. I think if you beat LSU, especially if you do it convincingly, obviously, but if you beat LSU, I like the odds that you'll be ranked. I really do. We'll see, though. You got to beat LSU first, for sure. But, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Again, no guest interview today. My interview, uh, the guy Sunday just got busy. Whatever is what it is. I'm glad we were able to take time to really break down this Auburn game. 
and just soak it in, man. Enjoy it. Enjoy this win. Gamecocks beating Auburn 30-22. to 22. It feels good, man. It, it feels good to sit here on a Monday. Seriously, South Carolina to go out and win a game like that. And you've won two in a row now. And like I said, everything, all the goals in preseason, everything we talked about, it's, it's, it's all there now. It's all there now. So, makes you feel good. Who knows? Who knows what might happen this weekend. But, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Before we go, I'm going to tell you my friends over at my bookie because today's show is brought to you by my bookie guys we're in peak sports season we got the world series upcoming college football nfl um all kinds of sports you can bet on anything and everything and at my bookie that can only mean one thing it is winning season winning season means doubling your first deposit winning season means free bets super contest survivor and more at my bookie winning season's all about your chance to win big guys like i said you can bet anything you can bet the world series ufc college football nfl there's all kinds of stuff you can bet on. The craziest sports time of your lifetime is here. Guys, it's really simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your intuition. Select from hundreds of future bets, or you can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Hey, put that big brain yours to good use, guys. If you think LSU being a seven-point favorite is too much, go to MyBookie and hammer the Gamecocks. Go to MyBookie.ag. That's MyBookie.ag. Promo code Gamecocks, and you're going to double your first deposit. Guys, new players get $1,000 in free play. So what that means is, you go put in 500, they're going to match it, give you 500 in free play. You go put in 1,000, they're going to match it and give you 1,000 in free play. And guess what? A free play, guys, you play it. If you lose, doesn't hit your account. If you win, you get the money. It's a win-win. You cannot lose in that scenario. It's designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Thousands of cross-sports wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now to bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Again, guys, that's mybookie.ag, promo code Gamecocks, mybookie.ag, Promo code Gamecocks. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. Guys, again, I'm Chris Hills of the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you guys tuning in. I hope you all have a fantastic victory Monday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks so much.